God is good. Now all the time, give him one more hand clap of praise tonight. Go ahead and get started in our Bible lesson tonight. Um, try to get everybody home for the rain and the storms come in. Uh, I got a special prayer request uh, uh, issue, you know, comes up from time to time when you're dealing with uh, uh, diabetes. I got an, a, another issue uh, with um, uh, my left leg and, and foot. I mean, it's been giving me fits. I can't hardly stand to touch it. Uh, red, and you touch uh, it, just it's so hot, you know, and uh, everybody remember uh, that in prayer, if you would. Uh, and uh, God will uh, uh, take control of that. Praise the Lord. Amen. We finished last week our study that we've been on for the past few weeks about worship, and that that turned out to be a really good uh, lesson. I appreciate uh, the various comments uh, that's uh, come to me about that, uh, but it, it really it turned out to be a good study. And by, and, and by the way, uh, I've had some folks uh, tell me Sunday, you know, they noticed that these light globes and stuff look brighter. And I meant to say something about that uh, Sunday, but it slipped my mind. Uh, Chris got over here with the ladder uh, sometime this past Saturday, and he took each one of those globes down and cleaned them all out and uh, cleaned off the tops of the fans and everything and spent time on that. And he did a great job, and he wasn't asked to do it. And I, I hallelujah. Hallelujah. If there's, if there's one thing top on a pastor's list, he loves to see is volunteers. Hallelujah. Lord of God. Amen. You know, sometimes I feel like telling, telling folks, God called me to preach. He didn't call me as a dentist to pull teeth. But trying to get people working in the kingdom of God is like pulling teeth sometimes. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Amen. But, uh, and um, the, the next... Uh, the next spring cleaning, uh, cleaning thing on, on that, but he won't be able to do that by himself. He's going to have to have a, a couple to volunteer. He's going to take down each one of those little glass p uh, panes on those chandeliers and clean them up good. They've never been cleaned, and um, that's more than a one-man job there. Uh, and, um, but, uh, and we got uh, Brother Joe that's been coming. He's... Um, he stepped in and told me, he said, I, you don't have to worry about the landscape. And he said, I'm going to take care of all of that. Uh, he's going to come out, and some of y'all noticed, and uh, pruned up everything. And I think Brother Travis is going to get with him, and they're coming out the next thing, and they're going to take up all of that um, uh, mulch is out there, and they're going to put down some uh, some chemicals and, and, and then remulch and uh, uh, he's working that in with his what he he does that for a living, and uh, uh, so he's uh, going to be doing that. And it, it appreciate the uh, kingdom of God, uh, brother. Brother Farmer came over here to replace some bulbs, but he found he got one that uh, he couldn't quite reach, even with a tall ladder. I said he's going to have to have to get Randall up there with that tall ladder. I thought I bet you Randall could reach that one. <laughs> Hallelujah! Uh, and praying and. Uh, 
and I came over today and spent some time in between my runs, um, seeing kind of which direction God wanted wanted us to go next uh, in some study as we want to kind of enhance our wisdom and knowledge of things in the Word of God. I remembered something. Somebody asked me about this. It's been a year ago, and I'll, I'll be honest, I, I just simply, I, I forgot about it, but there was a couple that uh, folks asked me about about uh, talking about this, and I said, well, well, you know, we'll get around to it. And uh, I got to thinking it's probably been over a year since I told them, and I, um, I guess they're wondering if they're ever, ever going to do it. Uh, but uh, we're going to start on this tonight, and I'm going to talk about the, the seven covenants that are in the Bible. Uh, and uh, this is a, I believe you, uh, you will find this very interesting, and, and uh, it will help you uh, as, uh, as you're able to put this in your own personal life. Uh, and so I'm going to be talking about identifying and understanding the seven covenants. Now, most people think, well, you know, I only know really about when you say covenants, they think about the old, old covenant, which is the Old Testament, and uh, the New Testament, uh, the New Covenant. But within, within the whole spectrum of there, uh, there are seven different covenants that God made with men and also nations. Uh, and I want to start out, and we're just kind of laying a foundation. We won't get very far tonight. But God deals in covenants. He, God is a covenant God. Everything you get from God, everything you receive from God, comes to you in a ba- on the basis of a covenant. God does not do anything out of covenant. Hallelujah. God uh, is a God of principle. And everything that he does, he does uh, through covenant. He won't break that for me, you, or nobody else. And when we understand about the covenants and how God works with covenant then if this is one key in one area that will help us to, to gain some things that we, we miss out on. I'm going to tell you tonight, and you might think this, this uh, and some people will think off the bat, well, this is boastful uh, or pride, but it's not boastful or, or prideful. But once you, in, you understand, uh, Blake, a covenant relationship that you have with God, then there are certain things that you can actually go to God and demand from God. Because the Bible says He will not break His covenant. He will not break His covenant. So covenants are an important feature of the Bible's teaching. There are seven specific covenants are revealed in the Scriptures. These seven covenants fall into three categories. Uh, And for those of you who are are taking notes, they are some conditional uh, covenants, 
and there are some unconditional covenants, and then there's some general covenants. All covenants fall under those three categories, conditional, unconditional, and general. Conditional covenants, uh, I will uh, explain what each one of, of these are. A conditional covenants are based on certain obligations and prerequisites uh, or requirements uh, that if not fulfilled, the covenant uh, is considered broken and God does not have to fulfill his promise to you through that covenant if you break your part of it, if it is a conditional covenant. Then the unconditional covenants are made with no strings attached. <laughs> I like those, amen. And will be kept regardless of one's, uh, 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 one's position or, uh, or uh, place that he has. And, of course, we understand this knows this gets in the rim of the grace of God and how the grace of God fits in all of these things. Uh, general covenants, uh, they're not specific to one people or group or nation uh, and can involve a wide range of people. Um, a good example of a con conditional covenant uh, is found during Moses' time in the law. The blessings it extends are contingent upon Israel's adherence to the law. Uh, and we will get to the Mosaic Covenant. That is one of them. We will not get to it tonight. But um, the promises that God made the Jewish people under that was conditional in the fact that they kept the laws that God had laid down, beginning with the Ten Commandments, and then branching out into where, uh, where those all uh, uh, led to. So, um, I didn't give you this definition to start off with. Uh, now, what I'm talking about a covenant, a covenant is an agreement. It's an agreement made between two or more. Amen. You can't, you can't have a covenant if there's just only one involved. A covenant is an agreement made between at least two or, or more. Uh, and that's what a, uh, a covenant um, uh, is and consists of. Okay, um, I've kind of, I believe, kind of laid you a little bit of brief foundation there. And uh, uh, everything... As I said before, every, every, all our relationships with God is based on covenant. Even though we're New Testament Christians, most of the blessings that come to you today goes all the way back to Abraham. There's some things that I am entitled to. Because I am a child of Abraham. How in the world can I be a child of Abraham if I'm not a Jew? I'm asking that question. Somebody got an idea? Huh? I was born again. The New Testament says, if you uh, are of Christ, then you 
are of the seed of Abraham through Christ. That's why I can say, hey, I'm Jewish. Hallelujah. I'm a, amen. Glory to God. Brother preached on that uh, uh, during that conference. Amen. By being Hebrew. Amen. Hallelujah. That's so. Some there, there, there are things. So that's that's what I'm telling you. We a lot of a lot of blessings we as Christians get left out of because we don't dig into the Word and find out what our rights are. Amen. Now, we got certain rights as Americans. And, you know, you better, you better understand what those rights are because we got a whole lot of people trying to take them away today. Amen. And uh, if, see, knowledge is power. Amen. It gives you a certain amount of power. Uh, and uh, when we, we know our rights as American citizens, and you ought to know your rights as a child of God. Hallelujah. Amen. You should know your rights as a child of God because there are certain things, and, and God will not get mad. That's why the Bible says God will not. He says, if anybody like wisdom, let him ask of God. The, and the book of James says God will give to you freely and not abrade you. Abrade you not. God is not going to scold you when you go to him and says, God, I need this. This is part of my heritage. Amen. This is part of the covenant agreement I made. And God will honor that. He will honor that. Hallelujah. So, as you see, as you get in this, this can unlock a whole lot of stuff. Amen. That a lot of people, amen. Let, let me tell you something. Receiving the Holy Ghost, that's, that's a covenant issue. Now, you know, we get some things from the old timers that's a, you know, that's kind of some of the things the way they understood it back then. But let me tell you something. You do not have to beg God, and you don't have to tarry for the Holy Ghost. They tarried when, until it first came. When it came, it's here. It's in the church. Hallelujah. And it's part of a covenant relationship. Huh? is receiving the Holy Ghost, a covenant relationship, because the Word tells me that if I repent of my sins and I am baptized in the name of Jesus, that's what the book says. Amen? If you repent, now every covenant has got an agent of that covenant. And I'm going to break that down as we go through the different covenants. The agent of that covenant was the Apostle Peter because Jesus gave him the keys. Nobody else could have got up and preach. Peter was the man to preach the message on the day of Pentecost. Matthew could not preach it. Mark could not preach it. Bartholomew could not preach it. It had to be Peter. He's the man that had the keys. He was the only one that could open the door for all of us. That's why it was him that went down to Cornelius and opened the door for the Gentiles. Amen. And he gave forth a covenant on the day of Pentecost. We don't hear it preached this way and taught this way, but this is the way it is. 
the Word says, and he stood up and said, they asked him the question, men and brothers, what shall we do? He stood up and said, you repent, every one of you, repent, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or the forgiveness of your sins, and ye may be, some of you, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is a covenant agreement. When I repent of my sins and I get baptized in Jesus, if I truly repent. Now, I'm not talking about shedding crocodile tears. I'm not talking about doing like these politicians do when somebody uh, finds out that they've had him a mistress on the side and they get up there, you know, and have used, and they say, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're sorry they got caught. That's not repentance. But when somebody truly repents and they're baptized in Jesus' name, they, whether they know or not, they have entered a covenant with God. They have done those, those things. They have a right. They have a right to ask God, Lord, I want your spirit dwelling within me. Hallelujah. Peter was the agent of that covenant. Hallelujah. He's the one that laid it down. Amen. And we don't, we, we, we don't have to beg God for it. You don't have to get up there and, and whisper in the ear and tell them, say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. You know? Uh, but that, that's an example of a covenant. And a lot of people don't understand that. They don't, they don't, they don't, don't see that. But uh, I thought I would give, give you that uh, to kind of give you an idea of where, where we're going to be going uh, about these covenants. We're going to start, and uh, uh, I don't know how far that we will get, but we're going to begin with the very first covenant that's spoken of in the Bible. And uh, the first covenant uh, is the uh, uh, Edenic covenant. That word comes from Eden. What, make, what, what do you think about when we, when we say Eden? Huh? The garden. The garden of Eden. And there in the garden of Eden, God first struck a covenant. Uh, and it's called the Edenic covenant. Some people, if you Google covenants, uh, some people and some teachers call it the, uh, the Edemic uh, covenant because uh, the agent of that covenant uh, was Adam. But uh, whether you call it the, the uh, Edemic covenant or the Edenic covenant, it's really the same, same thing. Uh, and it's, it's the covenant that God made in the very beginning. It's found uh, all the way back in Genesis. Um, the, uh, this covenant was a conditional covenant. It was a conditional covenant. Adam was the agent of that covenant, uh, and it was passed on to, to others through him. Um, it included the command not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. 
uh, a curse was pronounced for sin, uh, and then it also it was given a future pre- uh, provision of man's redemption. Uh, we're first going to go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, and we're going to read down verse 26 through 30. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Let me, before I go on, let me say that you can see in these scriptures some of the benefits of the covenant. And one of the first is that man, beginning with Adam, was, was put here to have dominion. What does having dominion mean? Uh, amen. I mean, look here. God wants you to walk large and in charge. Glory. But guess what? Adam threw that away for you. Now, we're gonna we can pick we're gonna pick that back up through Christ, the second Adam, hallelujah. Thank God for that. But this 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 just lets us in a little bit on how God thinks. Amen. It's God's desire for you to be the head of everything and not the tail. It's not God's desire, Brother Paul, for you to go out here and have to uh, borrow from the bank to buy you a car. God don't want his people being borrowers. God designed from the beginning for you to be a lender. Oh, that's what I'm talking about, see. Man, there's some powerful stuff in this covenant stuff. Glory to God. I mean, and, and, and God passed this down. Through the, first of all, through the children of Israel. There's a reason why you never see a pole Jew. Amen. I mean, it's amazing. If they don't have money, amen, you just give them, you give them some time, I guarantee you, it's going to start running out their ears and nose. Hallelujah. Why is that? It's because, it's, it's just simply because they're a Jew? No, it's because they're covenant people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God told them, he says, if, listen here, you keep this covenant with me, he says, and you'll be lending. You won't be borrowing. He said, you're going to be the head, not the tail. And it all came down to the very beginning when God put Adam on that new earth that he created. He says, I'm giving you dominion. Hallelujah. <laughs> What's the first thing somebody need a, needs to learn to do after they get the Holy Ghost? And, 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 and people don't do this because the reason why they don't do it because, uh, Tina, they just simply, this is not being taught today. I can remember some that used to teach it, but it's not being taught. But after you receive the Holy Ghost, one of the first things you need to learn how to do is start walking in dominion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One of the many reasons why God gives you the Holy Ghost is you can start 
taking authority. And not, 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 just over, uh, not just over natural things, but over spiritual things. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Oh, man, there's so much stuff coming through my mind right now. There, there was, there was a, uh, a man of God many years ago. He's, he's gone on to be, be uh, uh, with the Lord now. And um, he, he went to do some missionary work. And uh, you have to uh, forgive me. His, his, I can't get his name uh, to the front of my mind right now. Um, uh, oh, I, I, well, maybe, maybe it'll come to me. But let me, let me tell you the story because maybe you, you may have heard to it. He went over into, into an area where there was a lot of witchcraft uh, uh, and uh, the, all warlocks and all kind of stuff, and people dealt with all of that, all of that kind of stuff, and voodooism and all that stuff. And needless to say, he stirred up a hornet's nest uh, in the spirit realm. And he had this little room that he slept in at night, and there was a bed and there was a table. And this is his testimony in the book that he put out. It was put out about his life. If you don't, if you don't think spirits are real, evil spirits. Blake, he said, he he went to that room one night after preaching one night, and many people were delivered and filled with the Holy Ghost, and he uh, he laid down, and no 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 sooner than he closed his eyes, Sister Debbie, that table began to shake, and it danced. And, and he says that table started dancing, and, and, and it moved out about yay far from that wall. He jumped up and uh, 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 spooked him, and yeah, it would have spooked me. I'd probably want to went under the bed, you know. But uh, he, he realized what it was. He had this feeling come over, and he, he took dominion. He says, demons and devil of hell, he says, you get out of here. And I don't want you back in here no more. And things calmed down. Table stopped shaking. And he started to lay back down. And Sister Lynn, he says, he thought of me and he says, wait a minute. He, he, he got back up and sat up on the bed. Now, I know some people think this is far-fetched and don't believe it, but I, I believe it. I know what God can do. He says, wait a minute, Spirit, before you go somewhere, put the table back where you put or where you got it from. He says that table started shaking, so helping the Lord, and it backed right back up against that wall. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When somebody comes in here that's demon-possessed, we shouldn't have we shouldn't have to. We shouldn't have to be like Jackie Fargo and Lynn Rossi or Huck Hogan. Some of y'all know that. Now, Jackie Fargo and Lynn Rossi, you've got to be a little bit older to understand that terminology. Hallelujah. If we're really, Brother Darrell, up to par with God, we should be able to speak to those spirits. What did Jesus tell him? He says, hold your peace and come out of him. If the same authority and power is in us, we should be able to do the same thing. Because God has given us dominion. 
Hallelujah. He's given us dominion. Man, this thing, oh, man, how we could go with it it's, uh, and, and all the implications uh, about it. Let me, let me finish reading these scriptures. Uh, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle. Over, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I told you, man, my mind, you, some of you have probably maybe seen this. But that there was a twister coming towards uh, a, a town and village, and this was posted on the internet. And I seen, watched that, and that lady stood out there, and she held out her hand, and she commanded that thing to stop in its tracks, and it stopped. It stopped. Hallelujah. This. If we could just get a hold of that, folks, just a little bit of that, of, to understand how much dominion that we have, the authority that we have in, in, in Jesus. Hallelujah. Over the cattle, over the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Go to the next verse. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. God said, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moved upon the earth. And God said, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree uh, in the which the fruit of the tree yielded seed, to you it shall be for meat or for food. And God uh, and to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and to everything that creepeth on the earth wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. Hallelujah. That right there was all part of the covenant agreement that God made with this first covenant and with Adam. Uh, and now let's go to Genesis 2, 16 and 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Now here is the condition. I told you uh, covenants are, uh, can be either, either conditional or unconditional. Some of, there are some covenants in the Bible are unconditional. And then there are some that are general. This was the condition. And the Lord God commanded man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Amen. That was the condition of that first covenant. Who broke that covenant? Adam or God? Adam or God, I said. God, no, God didn't break it. I, but I asked, who broke it? Adam was the one who broke the covenant. And, all, and brother, brother Paul uh, over here, he, he wants to have a talk with Adam when he makes it to heaven. Because Adam is the reason for all them aches and pains you got in your body. 
<laughs> Anybody having trouble with sinuses right now this time of year? Adam's the cause of it. There would be no such thing as sinus problems. There would be no aches and pain. The man named Arthur would never pay you a visit. Hallelujah. I wouldn't be dealing with this issue in my leg right now because of the condition called diabetes. And it shows something. <clears throat> Covenants also intended to show something. That was the only thing. That was the only law that Adam had to obey. And he couldn't do it. It lets us know that we, don't, we can't do it on our own. Don't try it. We cannot do it on our own. All the way back to the very first covenant made, the only thing Adam had to do is there's the tree that's in the middle of the garden. Stay away from it. Eat all the fruit, all the nuts, all the everything that you want, everywhere else in the garden, but, but stay away from that. But um, uh, and couldn't do it. And sin uh, came into being. You know, people, when something bad happens, people try to discredit God. They won't always say, where was God in 9-11? Man, I, I, I get so upset when I hear people try to throw that stuff out. And, yeah. If I ever have anybody bring up 9-11 to me and want me to know if, you know, if there's God and he's a good God, where was it in 9-11? I said, I say, evidently he was there. How could God be there? I said, well, it was just a little over 3,000 people got killed, but those, twin two, those two twin towers, they tell us that over 50,000 people had jobs in those towers. So uh, I can see some mercy from God. I read, I read story and testimony after testimony how certain things happened that day that kept people from going to work. Hallelujah. Amen. And see, in all of this, even when man messes up, we can always see the mercy of God. Hallelujah. We can always see the mercy of God. Hallelujah. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to attempt to go any further on that, but that's the first uh, covenant, and we're going we're gonna to proceed on from there, and hopefully by the time we get through this, uh, every, we all have a greater understanding about covenants and how God does not do anything without covenant some kind of way. There's some kind of covenant in everything that God does in the relationship that you and he has. Anybody got any comments or questions?